Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 87 of the Galen Trombley Show. Um, we have Ellen Bouchard here today, and um, I've met, I think the first time I met you, Ellen, and I kind of, well, I say first time, I, I think I met you at like Agents Day or something like that, and then you came down, and I probably look like a deer in headlights, because you came down to our old office space, Correct. and you brought in a plant, and it was a very nice plant. The girls will tell you here I'm not a green thumb, so it may or may not have survived. Um, I tried. I did water it for a while, and then I put it up in the – long story short, I don't think it made it, but it was a very nice plant. I saved the pot, though. The pot I think Nicole has still. Um, you walked in, and at first I was like – it was weird because I don't even think people really knew we were in that space yet. Um, and then you showed up, and I had met you before, but I wasn't like – I didn't really know you that well. Um, and I actually I, – I had to do a little bit of research on you at the time. Not in a bad way, but just like looking her up. I'm like, oh my God, I know who she is. And I like, so I'm like, okay, that's it. That's where I would have known her. I mean, you, you knew you worked at DFCU, but I could never think of everything. And then from then on, I think I've seen you at every single, it's kind of like, it's like you, when you notice someone, you just notice them at all these events now because you know them. So you're everywhere. So Ellen, for people who do not know you because you're everywhere, so they probably should know <laughs> you, but give, give them a little background, how you became 2020 Ellen Bouchard, and give us like a, your title and what you do. Okay. My name is Ellen Bouchard. I'm originally from Plattsburgh, New York. Um, I used to say that you probably know me. If not, you know one of my brothers. I have five. I was a Trombley, which at one time, not related to you at all. Same spelling, know, though. Same spelling, nice. B-L-E-Y. I was from Plattsburgh. I have five brothers. So I used to say if you didn't, if I'm not related to you, my brother probably dated your sister. So um, I grew up in the North Country. I did leave for 10 years from 1985 to 1995. I lived in San Antonio. Um, at the time, um, I had married my first husband who was from Bayamon, Puerto Rico and was freezing to death in the North country. So when we were offered a job in Texas, we headed South. So that was a big move for me. Um, I'm currently the business development officer at Danamore Federal Credit Union. I've been there for about three and a half years. Um, prior to that, I was the branch manager of MBT on route three. And prior to that, I was the interim manager at HSBC. So I did that for a while. Um, I started my very first banking career at Marie Midland at the Old North Country Shopping Center. So that was quite a few That's years the ago. one by the bowling or the right. bowling alley now. Okay, right, yes. Right, right. Have you said the true value? Right, and right, right next to the AMP. Yes. So um, that was I was the what they called me then was a bookkeeper. That was my title back then. And what I basically did was balance the branch and run all the work and that was the old days where you encoded every check in the branch and then you filmed every check off this film and all i can remember from there is we had this machine that filmed the checks and on the top was this plastic bowl that had a lot of nuts and bolts and washers in it which we kept falling out of the machine but we never knew where it went <laughs> but the machines kept worked so that's how we did and then one friday night a month because that's when the banks used to close at four and reopen from six to eight probably don't remember that Galen. This, no, but, before no, my time. Before your time. Um, but we, um, one night a month, one Friday night a month, I was a teller. 
And you basically, you had your regular crew that came in on Friday night. And then when you closed at eight o'clock, we all went to the bowling alley. Oh, nice. So we all hung out in the bar at the bowling alley. But that was in the good old days when I was single. And, you know, that was okay to do that. And so, wild and crazy? Wild and crazy. And then um, I was there. Um, my boss from there moved on to Keysville National Bank. And I was offered a position there. So I worked at the operations center in Peru. And then I went to, I balanced the Keysville National. And I used to work a shift from like nine o'clock at night till like three or four in the morning. We, I actually worked in the op center in the, during the night. Wow. Yeah. So um, I did that. And then I got married and that got kind of weird to be always gone all night. So I went on to work at National Savings Bank, which is now MBT on Route 3. So I was a teller in that bank. And later when I came back, I ended up being manager in that branch. So that was kind of cool. How'd you get into banking? I worked for a company called Boardman Limited that was in the North Country Center Shopping Center. It used to be one of those like catalog stores. You'd go in and pick something out of a catalog and we went in the back and got it out. And I used to, I started working just as like a cashier and then I worked my way to the office and I used to go and make the bank deposit. So um, they had a position open at the bank and I knew all the girls. So that's how I ended up in banking. So, okay. Oh. Sorry, folks. We are back. Um, just a little aside. I <laughs> told Ellen I finished the last podcast and I meant to change out the SD card because I knew I was getting to like the last little bit. And I was thinking that if I don't change it, there's a possibility that this will stop mid mid conversation, not pick up everything, and I'm going to miss it. So, um, needless to say, I did exactly that. I don't know how much we got on the first card <laughs> versus we either got majority of that or we got like a chunk. So we're just going to keep picking up if okay. we didn't get something. We can, I don't know, we'll figure something okay. out, but just, so keep going with what you're going, okay. where you're going with that. So like I was saying, um, you know, when I came back home, this was home to me, um, with my two, five and seven year old, um, I was lucky enough that I had through the church, I had two ladies that what they call adopted my girls. So they went at the time our lady of victory was still open. So they adopted the girls to go there and I was able to put my son in pre-K there. And then that's when I went to work for Father Jerry. So that was able to help me get on my feet. So I think that's a part of too, why I believe so much in giving back because coming home and the community was there for me. So that's one of the reasons I really want to want to continue to do that. And when you talk about your children, as they get older, um, one of my um, first things I ever signed up as a Rotarian was the fishing derby. And the reason I did that, my son, I didn't want to touch the fish. <laughs> so, of course, my son then was in, um, in grade school. So I would take him with me and he would go out there and uh, we'd sit there and he'd be the one that would touch the fish. So I didn't have to. And we'd, he, we'd be at a way station. So I tried to get my kids involved in the things I did with Rotary. They've sold ducks. Um, it, it was a joke when my son was in high school because I said to people, um, did you see Ray in the paper? And they're like, Ray was in Sunday's paper? Yeah, he was in Sunday's paper. And they're like, no, we didn't see him. And it's like, yeah, he was riding in the Mustang in the duck suit. So for like three years, he was the duck in the duck suit for the Road Ducky Derby. <laughs> the, the, uh, so I, I want to see, because you came last year for the Road Ducky. Is that what it's called? Right. Road Ducky Road Derby. Derby. Um, and uh, who was the guy in the, in the duck suit? Last year, it was either... Uh, Ed. It was Ed Kirby. Ed, yes. okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know Ed, but he came and he was yeah, nice. He introduced yeah. himself and he had the duck and he was great. And we were doing some video shoots yep. that day. And uh, um, so, the, 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 yeah, I want to go see it because then you told me like to bring the kids down. Yeah. And I think whatever whatever time it was, my kids are still in the nap mode. So yeah. it was like middle of the day is so tough, especially yeah. on weekends. But um, I, I would like to get them involved in certain 
like right. you said, like little projects. Because if, if nothing else, they find that it's fun or maybe it's a change mm-hmm. in scenery or maybe it's just something to do as a little kid. And I've, and they're great salesmen. You stick the ducks on the stroller when you're going around and people will not say no when you're trying to sell your I duck. I know, especially if I send out a kid and be like, hey, buddy, just go ask them if they want to buy a duck. It's yeah. like, can I buy a duck? I'm like, yeah, say no to a kid. And it's yeah. like, you're going, you know, yeah. not, not a good move. But um, so I want to ask you to, uh, I mean, it is obviously the service and stuff. But the other thing I want to ask you is because you, you said you had to take a leave for having, you know, diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, how... Again, knock on wood. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I've never really. Come, I don't know anybody real personal that has had cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know of people that have right. cancer, but um, luckily for me, nobody like in my immediate family has had it. So um, I'm kind of. I don't know the ins and outs of when it comes to cancer, but like, how was that process for you? Because I mean, obviously, that's a, a pretty significant part of your life when you right. do overcome something. Yeah. So I ended up was diagnosed October seventeenth, and then I ended up. Um, I was supposed to have surgery on the um, 19th of November and the night before my husband went in had a respiratory went into full respiratory arrest so he ended up in ICU so I never made it to my surgery wow so then my surgery was done in December um had a few issues some blood you know um that set me back a little bit but then I started chemo in January and then I did chemo through um April 23rd was my final chemo in 2015 and I was declared um cancer free I was declared cured because I had had the surgery, I'd been through chemo. Um, so it was quite the, uh, I worked through chemo. I worked the whole time. Um, I actually left uh, the 1st of December and I came back to work the 1st of February. And then from then on, I worked all the way through chemo till I was done. Um, but I was, you know, I just would take off the time that I'd have chemo. I would have chemo on Thursdays and then I'd take Friday off. Because by Monday, usually it's about five days. By Monday, I'd be pretty much ready to go back to work. And then on my second round, I'd leave work on, I'd have chemo on Thursday. I'd work on Friday till three o'clock. And then I'd go to CVPH, they'd give you a shot. And then I'd come back to work on Monday. Wow. Yeah. And so. that, that was about five months worth? Yeah, from January to April. Yeah. 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 So I mean, and since then you've had no comp, like no issues or any. Like, well, I have act- seen so many times people like cancer comes back or yeah. spreads again. Knock and- on wood. Uh, no, they. I had a scare back in January, but they did a biopsy and it was luckily nothing. Yeah. Um. And um. You know, I've had a few little uh, hiccups. Um. I fell and I hit my head in February. So they decided oh. to do a brain scan to make sure I didn't have a bleed, and I didn't. That was quite the idea. They gave me an MRI wearing my mask, believe this or not. They didn't have me take my mask off. Really? Yeah, so it was kind of freaky if you've ever had an MRI because they put you're sitting your, in that tube. Like. Well, they put your head in this cradle, and then I had my mask on, and then they put this face thing over my face, this shield, and then they put me in the machine. And luckily, my brother had had one, and he warned me, do not go in that machine with your eyes open because you'll never stay inside. So it's a, this narrow tube, right? Yeah. The you go, yeah. So yeah. I went in the tube and you hear a lot of loud, weird noises, whirring and banging and clanging. And so that was kind of bizarre. So I was there about 15, 20 minutes. They pull you out and then they give you an IV and they shoot the dye or whatever. And then they put you back in again. So all the worst part was, is all I could think of is when they said, you're done, you're okay. I thought, okay, I just need to get to the parking lot and rip this mask off before I totally freak out. I mean, so I made it, but, yeah. um, so basically, um, they told me that they thought I might have lung cancer and I don't thank oh, wow. goodness. So that was kind of scary, but, um, but then they told me I had had a stroke, but I'm not showing any signs. So they don't know when I had it. They think it happened years ago. So. I don't know. Wow. So I'm still kicking, but um, yeah, you know, um, little weird things. I, th- I think um, chemo 
is great. I, I got to say, um, it wasn't the funnest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. Um, but is it painful or is it just like, just, or is it painful or is it just residual effect of just being tired after it? I wouldn't say it's painful. No. Um, they, I had a port installed. So basically I did everything in Burlington. They do everything through your port. So once you put your port in, they draw your blood through your port. They do your chemo through your port. So except for going in and they, they would, um, they would, you get the pick when they actually put the, the thing into your port. Um, you don't really feel anything. I mean, um, yeah, nausea, you know, the drugs they have today. Um, I was really lucky. I never got really super sick. Um, but they had a lot of good training there and they told me what to do and what not to do. Cause if you don't follow the rules, you can get pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just figured I'd ask cause I knew you had, you'd done yeah. that before. Yeah. So it was just, um, and, and as over the years I was totally bald, so I've cut it off and it's grown back and it's cut it off and it's grows back. But, well, you know. I, I think we had. <laughs> I think since I knew you, you had long hair right. and then we ended up going to lunch before COVID. I don't know if it was the beginning of this year yeah. or end of last year. And I think you had just cut your hair yeah. back down yeah. and I like didn't recognize you because I saw you like a week <laughs> prior and you had long hair. So no, it looked good. I just was like, you kind of threw me out for like, wait, is that? Yeah. Well, it was like, kind of funny because, um, um, the woman that's done my hair for years since I moved back and a dear friend, um, I called, they had said to me before your, between your second and third um, treatment, you're going to lose your hair. Okay. So like I have my second treatment on Thursday and by Saturday morning, I was like brushing, my hair was coming out. So I called her like on Sunday morning and said, I think we need to shave my head. And she goes, oh no, we'll just shorten it up. It'll be okay. And I went in and she tried to wash my hair and it was coming out just sitting yeah. there. It was falling out. I'm like, I can't be sitting at my desk and have a gob of hair fall out. So, yeah. so anyway, so she turned me away from the mirror and she shaved my head and, and, uh, and so before she turned around, I said, no, do I have any divots? You know, like you put your cocaine on my head or anything. She goes, no, you have a cute little head. I said, okay. So she turned me around and actually it was funny. She started crying first. She started to cry. And then the first thing I said is, oh, I look pretty good with no bangs. She goes, that's all you have to say. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You yeah. can't, you can't sit in the corner and cry about it. I mean, no. and I think when I was at the cancer center, the people that were complaining about every little thing, I think it was worse. So it was just like. You know, over well, the scheme of things. Well, I think it, it, you got to put it in perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've never had cancer, right. but I'm, I'm like, I'm a very optimistic glass mm-hmm. half full guy. So if I looked at it as a sense of like the worst case is I have no hair, right. like, yeah, it's not ideal, but I think it's more ideal because of the, 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 um, societal, like your, yeah. your perception that people are going to think and like something's weird about you, yeah. but I would think in today's day and age as adults, you can look at somebody that's going through cancer that has no yeah. hair as like, that's kind of normal. Like that right. happens and not to look at them like, like, why'd you shave your head? Cause yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like it, it, it hair eventually will grow back right. and it's, it, at the end, it's not going to be a scar. It's not going right. to be something like it's going to grow back. You won't even notice. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you lost like, yeah. I didn't know you that much back then, but yeah. Well, I think it was freakier to lose my eyebrows. You wouldn't think oh, about that's it. right. Yeah. Yeah. It, you lose every, cause I, it was really funny. Cause I went after I lost my hair, I went in one day and I said, they said, well, are you having you, every time you had to fill out this form, are you having these side effects? You just that? lose all your hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I wouldn't mind yeah. with a shave. <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. I didn't have to shave my legs. Yeah. Time, it was yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. Cause I said to him, well, I got a runny nose. And because my first chemo that I was at, they said, one of the side effects is it can affect your sinuses. So that's what I thought it was. And then her says to me, well, you have no nose hair. Oh. And you don't think about that. So it's like those little weird things. Like they told me stuff like keep your fingernails short, keep clear nail polish on them. Because anything fast growing, the chemo kills. 
So you, you could lose your fingernails. You could lose, yeah. And you don't think about that stuff like eyelashes. You lose your eyelashes. You lose, so that, that means, was going to ask you. So yeah. then your eyes wow. get really dry because you have nothing yeah, to help. You don't serve think, a purpose. Yeah. Right. But you don't think about that until all of a sudden they're not there. But I remember I said to her, well, I have a runny nose. Is that a side effect of the chemo? They go, well, you don't have any nose here. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Just because it wasn't catching anything. Right. It's just like, you, yeah. 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 Wow. So you don't, but you don't think. I you, never no. would have thought that. No. If you so. would have said you lost nose here, I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, oh, wait, it makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like all these weird things, but I'll tell you, um, the nurses are not that my doctors weren't wonderful, but the nurses are the key. Yeah. Um, you know, when I see the signs about nurses or when people, they're not giving the nurses, I mean, with as many times over the years with, you know, uh, not just me being sick, but my parents and, and I lost a brother to multiple myeloma. Um, the nurses are the ones that are there. Those are the ones holding your hands and doing it and giving you the hints because they've talked to everybody. Yeah. So they can tell you little hints that'll help you out. Like they told me the, the, when I started out, I didn't have really bad side effects from the chemo, but the side effects I had was from the Nulasta shot they gave me the next day. A lot of lower back pain, that kind of thing. And they said, for some reason, some people take a Claritin every day and it helps. I don't know why. So I started taking the Claritin and the pain went away. Hmm. So it's really weird, but, but they know this stuff. So yeah. I, have a, I have a really big respect for nurses. Yeah, well, they do. well, again, I'm, I'm lucky. The only two times in recent memory that I've had to deal with nurses is two childbirths. But right. like, they're, they're phenomenal. It's like mm-hmm. you go up there and they're all upbeat. And mm-hmm. you know, this could be the, the start or end of the 12 hours. And so many of them said, listen, I get to see new babies all day long, right. which is, you know, you put it in perspective. It's like, yeah, it is kind of cool. Especially if you're in, you're in a, probably the happiest part of the hospital, right. you know, or the, you know, the most brings the most joy to people is like the new babies. And like, it's funny, the nurses, they just like babies, like babies right. being born. And of course I'm again, the soft dad now, like when I see a kid, like a little baby, it's like, Oh, they're so cute. Or like before I was like, it's a baby. Like, it's but not- and you're going to remember that nurse too. Cause like I, that's I'm one of the things I remember with all of my three is that when my, my oldest was born, there hadn't been, she was born at seven twenty two at night. There hadn't been a baby born all day. So I had like nurses everywhere cause they were mm-hmm. bored. They didn't know yeah. what to do. They wanted to see the baby. When my second one was born, there was like six of us in labor, seven of us in labor and six nurses. So they were running around crazy. <laughs> Let's try it again. All right, Take so we're three. back. This third is the third SD card because I am an absolute unprepared <laughs> podcast host. So, um, Ellen, keep going. I, and again, folks, if Ellen may have to, I don't know, we may have to have you back on or we'll fill in the gaps. We'll okay. figure it out. Okay. But I'll see how bad the editing process is when I get to this. So keep 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 going. Go. To, okay. So, <laughs> well, we were talking babies and nurses. But anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know where we want to go next. But um, Okay, so we can, we'll stop there because okay. I think we got thrown off by this. So okay. with... With everything you're doing between the service and, and, you know, the business and like, what is, what is something that you, you're hoping, I guess as of right now, what's your like proudest accomplishment from a work perspective? Like, what are you most, um, cause you've been doing this now three years, you said? About three and a half years. Yeah. So like in that time, what's been the biggest, I guess overall in your work, your work career, Mm -hmm. like what's your biggest, you think accomplishment, um, or personal, like you said, Mm -hmm. is it breast cancer or something? And then what is in the last three and a half years at your new position has been your most rewarding or most like the thing you're most proud of. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't be a good mom if I'd say my biggest thing I'm proud of in life is my three kids. Right. So good um, answer. Yes. Yeah, yep. So, um, Oh my goodness. But even, even like the yeah. last three years with DFCU, like hey, coming in, um, at a, as a new position, cause you said this right, was, a, this was a, a brand new position. Um, so do you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? So it's... it was interesting, um, because, um, 
I had uh, contacted my now boss about using him as a business reference. And he told me no, which like broke my heart because I thought he was my friend. And um, then he said, well, this is why. And then he told me about the position. And he says, why don't we talk about it and see what you think about it? So I read it. I had some questions. And then he said, of course, if you're not interested, I will give you a business reference. So I was interested. And we sat down and talked about it um, and just kind of tweaked it. What his idea of the position would, was, what he was thinking of for the position, what I was thinking that I read. And then we kind of filled in from there. Um, it's much different because it's very much um, building a relationship, being there, um, which is what I wanted to do. When I went from HSBC, I wanted to go to a community bank. I wanted to do more, not just be a number as an employee or have my customer or as now my member, um, a number. I wanted to be able to build that relationship. I wanted them to go, you know, I don't know if this is a good move financially. I want to call Ellen and see, get her opinion. I mean, that's what meant a lot to me. And I think um, what made me feel really good is that when um, I did leave uh, MBT, um, I had several um, customers from there that had actually been my customers at HSBC. So some of them had been with me 15 or 16 years. And basically what I did is I, I didn't want them to hear it through the grapevine. So I went to them and said, I just want to let you know that, you know, I've left. Um, I didn't expect anybody to move all of their accounts, but just that the next time you're looking for that piece of equipment or whatever, give me a shot. Let me give you a, you know, a quote. Let me see what you need. And that's basically how I, I went to all my old customers. I just said to them, I want to let you know where I went um, because a lot of people hadn't realized I left because if they happened to walk into the branch and it was a day I was on the road, they wouldn't know if I was on the road or really gone. And so, and, um, so I let them know where I was going and I said, just give me a shot. That's all I asked for is, and that's kind of what I do when I go out and introduce myself to someone new and new business is that this is who I am. This is what I can do for you. The next time you're looking for something, will you at least let me, um, give you a quote, give you a shot or see what I can do to help you. And one of the things I always make clear and I get asked a lot of questions, like maybe a detail about a certain type of mortgage you know, like a new construction loan. Well, I don't know all those details. That's not my forte, but you know what? I can find that answer for you. And that's what I'll do. And I'll make sure that if I don't get right back to you, someone else will. But my idea is the fact that if I don't know the answer, I'll find an expert that can help you. Yeah. And that's, I actually just put a, I had a post about this yesterday. Um, it was the idea that if you don't, when I, like, when I first came in the business, I didn't know anything. And it was just the idea that if you or someone asked me a question, I didn't want to do the fake it till you make it or say mm -hmm. something because, and still to this day, 10 years later, I do the same exact thing. I know my knowledge base is much stronger now, but it's the idea that I still will say, if I'm not a hundred percent positive, I will still, I could be 99.9. .9. I'm still going to ask to verify because I, I've done this business long enough and you, you're being in the banking world. Mm -hmm. you, you know, if you say something or do something and it's not, correct or maybe you say something for you speak at a turn for a client and they didn't mm -hmm. want that then it can turn into this really big problem where it's just a simple step phone call text email whatever it might be just to coordinate or find out the, the right information um so i think by saying like you said getting back to someone fast or doing and this is crazy but doing what you say you're going to do goes right. a long ways and the amount of times people say well I'll get i'll get that right to you and you never see it I mean, I joke, um, Nicolette's, uh, my assistant, and like the amount of times I just send stuff that's mess emails from Galen to Galen reminding myself mm -hmm. and then she'll see it or I'll see it later in the day and we'll add it to our, like, I just came from, um, I just came from a Cairo appointment and 
my chiropractor, I was like, oh, this guy wanted to get a hold of you. And he goes, oh, well, just pass my contact information on to him. I said, yeah, I'll do that. Well, if I don't email myself to do it, I'll mm-hmm. never do that. And then I'm, I'm already, I'm telling him, yes, I will make that introduction. So I email myself, make sure I pass this guy's information to this guy's information and, and kind of be the liaison. Uh, but it's, again, it's doing what you say you're going to do and being organized. And do you find that you, again, being, having a lot that goes on in the day, because it's not like you really wake up in the day. And I think as you get more successful, like you never, you don't really just wake up every day. I'm like, I have nothing going on today. Like you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to, okay, I got to fit it all in. I got to right. be very organized. Even in a, a business where I, you pretty much set your own schedule, right? For the most part, you're kind of in yeah, control. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, what I can do is I have a regular work schedule, um, eight to four, Monday through Friday, but that gets tweaked because I'm like, you know, if I'm at an event for three hours that weekend, mm-hmm. well, I may bail a little bit during the week, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just yeah. to make up for the time or like today is, uh, you know, this morning I was at a meeting at 6.45 a.m. Yep. And we're here today, but that's okay, you know, and. Um, but but for you, is that like, that's what they want you to do. Right, right. Yeah. right. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, and I kind of look at like a podcast mm-hmm. as, because people have asked me like, well, what do you, what do you talk about? I said, well. For me, I like talking to people. I mean, I, anybody that knows me knows mm-hmm. I like to chit chat, but it's the whole idea that you can highlight, like we've got a, a platform that we can highlight different people in the community that I think are doing good or, or I think are noteworthy enough that people should know about them or the work they're doing. And so for you to go on and talk about, you know, the benefits of the credit union and what you do, I think is going to, hopefully for the people that download this and listen to it are mm-hmm. going to say, okay, that's actually cool. Or maybe, maybe it brings you guys business because... They didn't know what you offered or they right. didn't know or they happen to see you and they be, again, like, hey, I listened to your podcast the other day. I didn't realize you did this or that. And it kind of is hopefully a, um, a resource that kind of gives you or whoever comes on like a little bit more reach um, than they otherwise would in, in certain platforms. I mean, obviously, and you're, you're out and about and I think a lot of people know who you are, you know, and I, <laughs> I think one of the things we joked about at um, – the morning or uh, PBC this morning was like, there's, there's a few people that are just super well connected and you're like one of those people. So, I mean, yeah. is it just, you think from everything that you're involved in, just all the, you know, the webs all cross and. Well, I think part of it is yes, what I'm involved in, but I think the second part and what I've tried to do is, and it made me think of, I went to a conference and we had a speaker and it was a gentleman. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring by his book cause I have his book and it, the whole thing is, and I have his t-shirt also. It says, because I said I would. And he talks about how when his, his father passed away, and the one thing he took from his father is his father always said, if, you say, if you're going to do something, you do it. You don't go back on your word. Your word is the, the thing that mm-hmm. you have. And the whole thing is because I said I would. And one of the things he gave you was little cards. And on the, fa- on the back side, it would say, Be set because I said I would. And it was something as simple as a, ch- a kid saying, you know, I'm not going to hit my brother anymore with a truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something as serious as, you know, I said I was going to do this for so-and-so, I'm going to do it, and following through. And I think that's what I've tried to do is that if I tell something I'm going to do something, I'm going to. And I think that's the reason why some people come looking for me because they know if they get me on their committee or if I, if I do commit to something, I'm going to see it through and I'm going to do the best I can do. I'm going to give 110%. And that's, I think that's what it is. If you're going to commit to something, I've had a few opportunities that have come up and I've told people, 
no, I can't. And it took me, and actually, it took me, I think that was the biggest thing. Was it hard for you? It was hard for me to learn to say no, but I had to sit back and say, you know what? I think it's more important that I say no and give you 25% or 50% rather than be able to give you 100%. And um, a few years back, I committed to helping out the Boy Scouts. They do their their Distinguished Scout Award. Mm And one of the things, and I don't think, Galen, you've come across this yet with me, but one of the things that I like to do, and a few people know that I do this, is I make baskets, like theme baskets, and I make very extravagant theme baskets. And I donate, I not only do them from the credit union to other people, it's one of my things. You could walk into my office some days and it looks like it's a craft center because I'm making some, but I do it personally. And I made... Uh, everything from movie night to um, beer baskets to who knows. I've done all kinds of different weird things. But um, the thing is, is that it's something that someone would say, you know, I'm going to have this fundraiser. I'm going to get a hold of Ellen. And whether it's because they want me to donate it or they want me to see if the credit union can help, um, because I do that also. I work with marketing and and how to help. Um, They know that if I commit, they're going to get something and it's going to get done. And I think... That's one thing I think maybe when you say, what are you most proud of? I think it's that people will come to me because they, they feel that I, I can get it accomplished. And I'm glad I've been able to build that. Yeah. It, it, like you've earned, you've earned that status as like, mm-hmm. this is a reliable person. I think that, again, that's a big hesitation on me to join stuff. Like when people say like, join Rotary, I'm like, I don't know if I can show up to the meetings mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. I mean, I... Yes, physically I could if I wanted to put in my calendar, right. but I said I'm, I'm punting other things to do so. And then that stuff gets punted into my evenings or my weekend, mm-hmm. which is I really try to reserve for, you know, Gina and the kids. So, like, it's all just kind of work my way back as the time, but it's, it's the same thing. If I'm going to, I've been asked to be on some boards, which I politely decline and say, I, I will, in the future, I'd be open to this. It's just right now, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a full on commitment from me. Like I will show up to the meetings, but it's going to be like one ear out the other. I'm going to retain stuff. I'll, I'll add to the meeting, but don't expect a ton outside of the meeting. And I just want to be upfront with that. I mean, if you're fine with that, that's fine. But again, I, I don't, I don't like when people join committees or join groups and they just join to be part of the group, but don't put any effort forward. And it's such a frustrating thing for me because you're like what we're dealing with. Like I've done it before the board. And that's why, like running the golf thing. Like I'm picking mm-hmm. just a couple of people that I know are going to help with this golf thing. We don't need a lot of people. I just, these are, okay, I just need a couple because we're going to get it done. You need a couple movers and shakers. That's it. And we'll, yeah. we'll have a great event. We'll make it get done. And the amount we've pulled off in about five days is incredible. And I'm like, oh, four and a half weeks left. Like let's, mm-hmm. we're do, or we got actually a month now. We got a month left. And, but it's just that knowing that we're like really ahead of schedule, which is nice because we don't have to feel like we're stressed out in the last week trying to get this thing together. I'm sure... As with anything, as you know, yeah. the last couple of days is always like scrambling, but, um, it's just, no, it's nice on that. And the other, so the other thing I want to ask you is like, what, what do you hope to accomplish? You know, you, you're at a certain point now, like what's your vision for, you know, the next foreseeable future, at least with your position now, like, how do you hope to, you know, obviously you're the only person that's ever held it. So how do you <laughs> hope to grow it? Um, is there something that you want to, you know, in regards to the credit union, is there some more reach you want to have? Do you want to expand in other areas? Do you want to have a bigger purpose or play in, in the community? 
Well, I think, um, well, one of the fun things I do, because you did ask me that, is I do events. So I get to um, put on events and show up for events and do different fun things like that. So that's been really, that's probably one of the funnest things I get to do. Um, But one of the things I'm really excited about and that I'm really expanding on is actually adult and um, not just education for the children part, because I'm expanding and doing a little more in schools. And that I'm excited about, but also the financial education for adults. And that's one of the things that I'd like to be able to do is work with some businesses that I'm going to come in and and maybe you'd say, you know, um, maybe you have a company and you could send a survey out with your paychecks and say, you know, do you want something to talk about how to buy your first home or do you want something to help restore, build your credit or maybe fix your credit? Mm-hmm. Or do you want something that's going to talk about budgeting and being able to do some more adult education because I think that's important too because as people, um, just because you're in a job and you've been doing this doesn't mean you're ready for the future. So if I can help make your budgeting and your process better so that even your future, whether it's for you or your kids, I think building more education. So that's one of the things I've been starting to work on even more. Um, Like I'm working very closely with another company. I had a big talk with them today to actually expand the number of schools Currently, DFCU offers a program called Bonsai that we pay for in the schools. And the teachers can go on and get any materials they need for free. But what's really nice with this program, it even has video games. I'll give you an example. You're a high schooler and your car broke down. So now you have a choice. Do you buy the clunker that you get to keep putting money in? Do you buy the boring budget car that you can really, you know, it's, it's efficient and it's okay. Or do you buy the sport car, sporty car? Well, you chose that you're going to buy the sports car. So now you got to put insurance on it, which costs more. And now you have to do this. And you get to the end of the month and guess what? You don't have any money left for food. Mm -hmm. So you've made the wrong choice. But then it goes back and works with you on those choices. But it's done in a way that it's not like, hey, dummy, you made a mistake. It's like you made this choice. So this is the consequence. What if you would have made this choice? And it's kind of a way. And by doing it in with the video game, rather than here's some material, read it. Now we're going to do a quiz. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make it a little more interactive. And, um, I think that's exciting. We've gotten a lot of great f- feedback from students, you know, that said, you know, I never thought about, yeah, I saved money for my car, but I'm going to need car insurance. So, or, so do you, do you find that you have like a, some, some of these kids, cause you're talking like high school age, we start eighth grade and up. Okay. Yeah. So do you find that a lot of them, you just kind of see the, like the light bulb go off in their head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the fun part is when you do get that, that difference or I didn't think about that. You know, so, I mean, it's fun to do the little ones. I do some programs with the little ones where we give them a piggy bank and they think it's so excited and they put it in and we teach them about, try to teach them a little bit about how it'll grow. And, you know, we have a great program, which is a great grades program where basically if they come in and open their account with us and they bring in their grades for every A they get, we will put up to $5 a month in their savings account as a bonus. So all they have to do is bring in their report card. Um, so that kind of thing. That's so cool. it's to encourage them, you know, hopefully they're coming in and putting money in too, but it's to encourage them to start saving. But so there's a lot of things out there, but I just don't think people realize it's there. And I think that's a lot of it is learning that listening skill, part of teaching people to listen to what the person's saying. You know, if you've got a member that comes in and it's like, oh my God, I'm so afraid I'm going to get fired. It's the third time this week that my car wouldn't start. And, you know, well, do you realize we have, you know, our loan rates are, you know, we're a great rate on loans. It's listening to them. Don't talk to them about, oh, a camper loan. Yeah. Listen that that's the thing they need, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that they may have never thought or realized the rates were that low and that it's something, you know, we can do a quick mock-up and see what your payment would be. Maybe we can help you out. It's not as bad as you think, so. 
Yeah, and I think you called it was it cross was it cross, cross selling cross selling yeah yeah um, which but is it, but no. I think like you said it's not really selling it's more of just like yeah listening yeah it's yeah. listening and guiding and, and yeah um, and, and I think that's something I think people that are successful in whatever line of work they are in um, especially when you're in a service business um, I think the biggest one is like you said listening identifying a problem finding a solution mm-hmm. and not worrying too much about anything else like not I think, the numbers yeah and okay. and I'm such a I mean, I, I, like I have a whole board behind me, which is my numbers, but it's more, I, I, I'm a numbers guy. I like tracking. There's honestly one number up there that matters to me. And it's the amount of units that I do because the amount of people that I like help, like mm-hmm. we can't, I really can't control what price, like if I have a property that sells and it's a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand or it's 300 or it's 500,000. I, I really can't control that. I mean, yes, I know you can try to like market to higher homes, but like yeah. I'm just one of those people like I'm just going to take care of as many people as possible. And if I do a good job, they're going to tell as many people as possible. And that by just by pure numbers is going to lead me to wherever I need or want to mm-hmm. go. So I, I put so much focus on just really trying to find the best like avenue for people. And like someone a person called me today about listing their home. I said, Perfect. We're going to meet, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to go over all your numbers. We're going to work our way backward. We're going to find exactly what you're going to walk away with that in pocket. We're going to do all this to make sure, if, is it right to sell? Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to your house in the first meeting to talk to you about sprucing up the house and making it look pretty to sell. I'm going over your finances. Like, can we make this happen? Okay, right. we can. Okay, cool. Now let's do all the fun, you know, the photogenic stuff that's going to, like, entice people to buy it. But step one is, like you said, you strip it down to you know basically dollars and cents and money and like can you can you afford to sell and then it's like what do you want to do and what's your what's your you know why why are you selling and what's your financial situation and what's your time frame if all these match up and it they kind of gel well together then yeah we're gonna have a very smooth uh, chance of making this happen if not don't sell and i've told plenty of people in my career not to sell their home because i'm like you're just it's not gonna happen like let's just wait another year and or or change your you know, perception or plans. So, well, that's the thing too. And it, it depends on like what is sometimes people don't really know what they want. Like when they walk through the door, mm-hmm. they're not really sure what they want. So you need to listen to them to do your investigative work, get the, the numbers down. You know, like for example, I had someone that they were looking for a higher interest rate. Well, right now we're offering a checking account that pays three and a half percent, but you have to have online banking. You have to have, you have to go on to your, you have to have e-statements. You have to use your debit card at least 15 times a month. This person doesn't even have a checking account, doesn't believe in checking accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to use a debit card, whatever. So yes, we have it, but yeah. why you're not going to use, it doesn't fit what you do. Yeah. So that's the other thing too, is listening. I, I remember I had a, uh, a business person come into me and said, I need a $30,000 credit card. I'm like, why do you need a $30,000 credit card? Well, because I want to expand my business. I'm like, okay. I said, why wouldn't you get a business line of credit? Well, why would I do that? You know, so, well, first of all, the interest rate. And second of all, the fact is you pay it down, you still have it to use again. You don't need, but they come in thinking, this is what I need. Yeah. And so sometimes, well, what are you going to use it for? Because maybe that's not the best option. It's just like with, you know, you know, do you understand how it's good? You know, well, I can go get this credit card that's 0%. For six months, what happens after six months? Yeah, it jumps up to 20%. And it's- right. And some of these credit cards that are out there, then they defer that interest and then they add it all in at the end. So oh, if you did, yeah. so then you get zapped with that on top of it. So 
you got to be careful for some of that. You got to make sure you read. And, and, you know, I've told people, I said, let's, let's bring them in the offer that you got in the mail. Let me go over it with you. Or sometimes people don't understand why bring in your credit report. I'll sit down and go over it with you. Let's see, you know, maybe you're in better shape than you think, or maybe there's something on there. It is the North country. How many trombleys are out there? You know, it's very possible or how many, you know, Names are crossed. Or Names are crossed. Or I had a gentleman come in one time and apply for a car loan and he got denied. And he said, I don't understand this. And we looked up and I said, well, you have a truck loan out of our branch. In, and it was a ways from here. It was when I worked. And you're three payments behind. And he goes, I don't have a truck loan with you. It was his father. But they had the same name. Yeah. But somehow or other, it had gotten onto his credit report. So, you know, but he, wow. he didn't realize it happened because he hadn't applied in credit for a long time. He also had another person that had bought something in Pennsylvania. He'd never been in Pennsylvania in his life, never bought anything in Pennsylvania. It was showing on his credit report, but it wasn't him. Yeah. So that's the thing is to help them, you know, get better. So, you know, bring it in. We'll go over it. We'll see, see what it is. Well, and again, with, with, I'm assuming the same for a new banker, but like a new, new realtor, they're in the mm-hmm. business. It's like one, you don't know. You don't know a lot, but I think as you get older or more seasoned in the business, it's Mm -hmm. like all the know-how is the easy stuff. It's all the back end and knowing what questions to ask and Mm -hmm. then really knowing this. So that's the same thing. When someone comes to me, it's kind of the first question is why. You know, why are you doing something or what are you doing? Because it's like as much as, I mean, I make a living on houses closing, but Mm I don't, I, I'm not a sales, I'm, I'm the, the world's worst salesperson. I hate asking for anything. I hate asking for money. I hate asking for, yeah, to have someone feel obligated to do something. But for me, like, I'll ask why you're doing it, and I would love to help you find a solution for it. And that's my first process, and the thought process and everything. It's like, well, what are you doing? What do you need? Okay, let's find it. Like, the money, that takes care of itself. Like, as long as you're taking care of the person. And I find by doing that, the amount of people that they go into situations and I don't know how it is with banking, but you know, I I would think like insurance or car sales or real estate or these things that might get a bad rap. If you can go in and prove to them that you're, you don't really care about, like I had someone today. It's like, well, we went and looked at it for sale by owner. That's totally fine. Like at the end of the day, I'm trying to find you a house. Like if you can find a house because you went to sign someone down the side of the road and you bought it, totally fine. Like, if, if you feel bad, tell all your friends to use me, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm fine. It's not going to like ruin my day if you found it for sale by owner. So, um, but again, it's the idea that it, thinking in mind of just trying to really help that person out or give, you know, services and, and knowledge. Um, because again, you, you know, way more than the average person, you know, way more than probably 99.9% of people walking down the road about banking. Right. So it's like, I, I, I feel the same about real estate. So I'm like, I know any conversation I'm going to have in real estate, there's only a small percentage of people in the world that can know more than I will just by being in every single day. And that will get smaller and smaller as I get older. So I look at myself as like, I know what I'm talking about. I can help you out. Like just run it by me. Kind of like you said, bring your credit report or right. bring your car, credit report in. Let me run through it and I will help you. I'll figure something out. Well, there's so many people too that come to me in, you know, especially small business owners. And they'll say to me, I should know this. And I'm like, but you're a plumber. Yeah. Why should you know this? Or they, you know, I can't figure, this application is pretty in-depth. I don't quite understand it. Let's sit down. We'll break it down for you. I don't expect you to know it. That's not what you do. That's why I'm there. That's why you have a banker. That's why you have a realtor. Because yeah. let us be your experts for you. And, you know, I'm not going to do that plumbing. I mean, not that I haven't tried that. <laughs> the only thing I haven't tried is a, a, being an electrician because electricity scares me. Yeah. But luckily, my son's an engineer. Plumbing, school you get wet. And, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, plumbing, you just get wet. So I, I'm not afraid to try that one. And I have done a lot of that stuff over the years by my being a single parent for a long time. But electricity, I usually left to the pros because 
I was afraid I'd get electrocuted, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is, is that's the point that, you know, this is what I know. So let me help you. Don't feel like you can't, you don't be ashamed or embarrassed because you don't know it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to know, you know, a monkey wrench from a whatever, yeah. you know, so, or, you know, a gasket from a, who knows, <laughs> you know. So, no, was good. I got, I, well, uh, because like I have so much, I'm redoing my kitchen. So the contract's like, do you have this? And I'm like, maybe, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a whole I, garage full of my husband's tools. I don't know. I maybe have it out there. I maybe, I, I don't know. I've gotten better at tools. So I grew up not ever having to do anything. So now again, as right. just, I, it's one where, my dad will be the first one to tell you he's not a handy guy. So like he's, you know, we always had to hire people out or whatever. And I just grew up not knowing it. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to learn. And I, I have actually a very good, uh, a relatively good selection of tools mm-hmm. at my house that I can get through most projects with it. And if not, it's like I might have to buy one special thing at, you know, the hardware store. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's the same thing that, you know, trying to identify tools I've gotten much better at. When you tell me like a certain type of, uh, you know, I wrench or screwdriver yeah. or whatever i'm like I, I actually do have that and i yeah. can actually find it to you and i um, a buddy of mine was helping me do a project and again I, I say that i was holding like the dummy end of the ruler like i was definitely helping and he told his son to go get something for me or, like go get this and i'm like what is that and then his son ran off and got it for us and yeah. i was like son was like four i'm like yeah, yeah well <laughs> he knows way more than i know about well what ha- it's funny you say that because um i Last year, my brother-in-law's helped me out with a project. Um, I lost my husband unexpectedly last year. He was a mason by trade. That's what oh, he well. started out as. So he had stuccoed part of our house, and the rest of the house had the metal lath and everything on it, but he hadn't gotten to the last two walls. So his brothers came together with my son and my stepson, and they um, finished the project. And my brother-in-law's like, do you have this? And I said, what does it look like? And he goes, "I it, it's... Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like a big square piece of metal and it's got a, it's got a handle in the middle. But anyways, they put the mud on it to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's a I word for it. So anyway, so I said, what's it look like? And he told me, and I go, yes, we have one of those. I know we do. So I ran out the garage and I got it. And then he'd say, do you have this? And I'd say, well, what does it look like? And he'd describe it to me. I'm like, yep, I know we got, cause he knew, I mean, my husband was amazing. He knew Claude had the tools. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know what they were called. So he would, he would like draw me a picture <laughs> or describe okay. it to me and I'd run to the garage and get it for him and bring it back. So, um, but I actually <laughs> right now, um, the gentleman that's doing the contracting is it was a good friend of my husband, Bernie Liberty. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I, I told him, I said, when I clean the garage, will you come back over? Cause I have like parts and pieces of tools, but I don't know what goes to what, will you help me figure out? So I don't throw away anything. He's almost got to like, have you ever seen those boards where they put it up on like uh, and the they tack draw boards? Around them. Yeah. And then <laughs> they label them. That'd be the perfect thing for you. be like labeling like the special name and then the shape and like that. That'd be like the I spy, but you know right. exactly where it is. Right. It's like, I call it controlled chaos. Like when I, yeah. when I have piles of stuff and, or organized chaos, it's yeah. like, what is that? I'm like, I know every, this is the thing when I was growing up, my mom would get in the spurts where she had like, she wanted to clean and just yeah. like, so she'd like go in my room and move stuff. I'm like, mom, don't move anything in my room. Cause I literally know down to like the exact pile where everything is. And as soon as she moved it, I'm like, I can't find it. But if yeah. you told me I could go like back in the back closet, back right corner, <laughs> I could find it right there. And it's just, I don't know. It's just funny how that works out. Um, so Ellen, just, just for sake of time here mm-hmm. for you, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about um, in regards to you know what the credit union offers, anything about Rotary, anything that you want to plug or put out to people that they should know more of or you hope that they know more of or right. PBS or I had Bill McCogan on last right, uh, a I few know episodes that. and so Bill exciting. is a great man and yeah. uh, 
he actually, and amazing voice did he sing did he sing for you you told me that no, he didn't sing oh my god but amazing. he was supposed to be singing down there he was um, and i missed it because we had some i know you bit. mentioned yeah and uh I, no, I have never heard him sing. And then mm-hmm. someone, was it you that told me he sung at Rotary? Yes, he actually, I had him, we had our first, uh, we had an outdoor meeting when we did our giveaway in the second, and I had him sing the national anthem for me outside, and it was beautiful. But he, um, I've been, I know he's held two events. One was up in Lake Placid, which I went up to, and him and his wife did a Broadway um, medley. And they did it again at the Rotunda last year, um, but I happened to be... Um, an event that I couldn't get out of. I was getting an award, so I kind of had to show up. So I missed um, I missed him at the Rotunda. But um, well, supposedly he said that Brenda did a one a one woman play yes. by herself, which I was like, that. And again, I, I had helped Bill with this house years ago, and I, I mean, and Brenda's the the nicest lady mm-hmm. in the world, but I just didn't know that they did that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, she did her own play. I'm like, wait, really? Like this yeah. is so cool. Oh, so, there, it's amazing. They're a great couple. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. So I'm hoping that he'll do it again. Of course, with COVID, it's kind of made everything kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I let me see. Credit reunion-wise, I think um, we um, offer some pretty neat stuff. We were the oldest credit union, local credit union. We're now about 63 years. Um, it was fun. I did a cheers to 60 years when we turned 60, which was fun. We um, hold it, We held the business after hours with um, Plasper Brewing, and we did a cheers oh, yeah. to 60 years. Well, oh, that was packed, by the way. That was, and it was fun because what I did is I gave away an old record player with old vinyl records, and I made a whole big basket that was full of candy from the 1960s, and so it was really fun. And actually, Megan won. Um, I, the following year, we did an Adirondack theme, and Megan Weed Action, you mentioned, she won the wooden moose head. Oh, I did geez. a big wooden moose head, and she happened to win that. That's perfect. That, perfect that was one for her. Yeah. yeah, she put it in her new office. So um, so that's what's kind of, you know, um, but we, um, I, I think what I love it is that we do so, so much for the community, and I was, I'm able to be a part of that through work. So that, that really is good for me, and that's nice. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of my forte. I like being out there. I like helping people. I always would think that, Maybe someday if I retire, I'll become a professional volunteer or maybe, you know, find some nonprofit that might want me to help out. Um, You know, I think that we need to really start taking care of our seniors and our kids. Our kids are our future. So that's why I said, like, with the food and stuff, it really scares me that they don't have that. And and I like that um, Dana Moore is backing me, and and we really do a lot with um, literacy with with children. Um, Matter of fact, this is... um, Literacy month for Rotary. So I've started where we're trying to collect books this month. <coughs> Excuse me. And I want to give them to literacy volunteers for the kids this month. So oh, that's cool. one of my pri- projects there. Um, excuse me for a second. No, no, yeah. So, so the, what, what's the um, raising money for books? We said raising money for books <laughs> or donation of books? Yeah, for Rotary this year, we're going to, I've asked all of our members the next time they got the retail, out for retail therapy, either shopping or online. To pick up a couple of books, and we're going to donate them this month. Oh, this coming month? Yeah, September. The month of September is literacy month for Rotary. Oh, let, let, I'll talk to you after about that. Okay. I, let, I, I read literally to my kid every <laughs> night, and I think it's so great. Like, just, just reading and having them retain information. So, um, Reading's the best that. thing ever. Yeah. Um, so, um, and the other thing, too, is that when you become part of um, the credit union, you're a member. So, basically, it means that you own part of the credit union. And uh, another neat thing we do is we believe in giving back to our members. And we're the only credit union that at the end of the year, we have for several, uh, many, many years, probably more than 10 years, we give 5% 
5% dividend on any interest we've paid you and a 5% dividend on any interest that you've paid us. You said so, it's for the, the mortgages and... Right. So yeah. if you have a mortgage in January, whatever you paid us in mortgage interest in January, we're going to take 5% of that interest that you paid us and we're going to put it in your savings account. Yeah. And, and uh, I've heard that from a few people. So a few people advocating for um, DFCU. So now in regards to... Um, Oh, I guess you, you mentioned Rotary with the book, the book, and that, so that's the two things. Um, take time, um, and I'm trying to think of anything else because I mean you're you're quite a quite accomplished. Anything? I mean, you have obviously the Rotary, and you have um, DFCU. Is there anything else that you'd want to add? Um, anything else that you're part of? Because you, you rattled off a bunch at the beginning. So I want to make sure I'm not yeah. missing any. Well, actually, um, I've recently come back on the board at the Senior Council, so I'm working with the Senior Citizen Council with Maria over there. Um, I work on, uh, Mountain Lake PBS. Um, actually I want to send a thank you out to the Girl Scouts because I had the honor of being nominated as, um, a woman of distinction this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Due to COVID, the, um, celebration was canceled, but I probably didn't need the six boxes of Girl Scout cookies they brought me as a little award, but that's okay. I shared them, but, um, I just wanted to put a thank you out to them. I got the Personal Achievement Award, which was uh, just a really, really awesome. The other thing uh, that in Rotary last year, a thank you to our Plaza Rotary, is I won the Paul Harris Sapphire Award, which is a, um, I believe I'm only the second person that had won it for our club in and, all those years. And the Paul Harris Award, is that like the... Rotarian of the Year kind of thing? Right, kind of like a Rotarian yeah. of the Year. Um, the Sapphire Award is like the step up from, yeah. Well, Paul Harris started... Oh, wrote, right, Paul Harris actually started um, Rotary. So I am a Par Paul Harris Fellow, which my club represented me. But now last year I got the Five Star Award. Yeah, okay. So Noon Rotary Paul Harris Award 2012. Right. Which, is that the same as Rotarian of the Year? No. Okay, so then you're Rotarian of the Year, right. and then the Paul Harris Five Sapphire Award, which is another step up too. Right. So yeah, right. you're 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 cleaning house. Yeah, you're quite the trophy yeah. case at and home. And actually, then. Maria also gave me the service award, so I got that for. Yes, and then Rotary, Rotary Excellence and Service Award. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and now cleaned house. is Noon Rotary similar to Morning Rotary? Is it um, two actually, separate right. entities? Well, are they... we're all part of the same district, but mm -hmm. Sunrise Rotary, which is the morning one at seven thirty on Tuesdays is a spinoff of the Noon Rotary as they got bigger. Um, we have about uh, 102 members, I think, right now in Noon Rotary. Wow. Well, what's the normal attendance at Noon Rotary? Um, we've been, we started in-person meetings when I came, started July 1 as a president. Mm -hmm. The second week of July, we started in-person. And we've had, um, well, on the, on the second, we had 34 people in person. Um, that was outside, but the most we've had inside is about 19. Yeah. But we usually have anywhere between 40 and 50 on Zoom at the same time. So we run oh. a Zoom meeting the same time we're running an in-person meeting. Oh, so you have like 60 people then. Yeah, we roughly. usually average about 60, anywhere from and 60 to 80 people. Pre-COVID, was about the same? Pre-COVID, it was a little bit higher because oh. we, we had the, uh, we used to be, yeah, uh, between 60 and 80. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Um, 
Cool. Well, well, if um, any, well, one there, but if anybody wants to reach out, how can they find you? How can they get a hold of okay. you? Okay. Well, I'm actually, um, I work on the Tom Miller Road. I'm behind the branch in that building that's behind the branch on the Tom Miller Road. Our uh, operations and executive offices are in there. So my office is in there. Um, normally, <laughs> pre COVID, I work Monday to Friday, eight to four. I usually tell people to give me a jingle because I may not be in the office because during regular time, I'm not supposed to be in my office, <laughs> but um, I'm there, actually there a little more now. I just started going back to work in my office because I worked from home since March. So yeah. I did a lot of stuff because I also work with car dealerships. So I actually go out and visit those guys too. So I'm, I run around and do that. So how was working from home for, from over COVID? Um, it was a little strange at first till I got a system, but I tried to be good and make sure I was up and on my computer at eight o'clock every day. And yeah. um, I had a helper who, as long as I gave him snacks, he usually was pretty good. He only got excited when the UPS man ran towards the house because then I was trying oh, yeah. to be on a Zoom call with a barking dog. But yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> once I got a system down, I made sure I set up my office and I tried to stay on track. So that was pretty good. Um, it was a little bit tough at first because nobody was in their offices. Yeah. So to try to contact people and keep track of people. So that's what I've been trying to touch base since I've been back in my office. But you can reach me, um, you can call the, um, I'm really easy to find my extension if you happen to call um, the, uh, call at 2503-23, which is our main line. My extension is 1111. So easy. it's really Can't easy it to up. remember. Can't screw it up. And I'm just <laughs> ebouchard at dfcu.net. Um, if you call Wednesdays at noon, you won't get me because I will be at Rotary because we run our meetings at noon. And, and when the president doesn't show up, they get kind of a little upset with me, so. Yeah, I try to do that. But um, and like, I guess that's the biggest thing is that let me um, give, give me a shot if you have a question, any financial question, because I, I'm not an expert in any, anything, but I can find you an answer. I can find you an expert. Um, it was kind of funny because you and I were at a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I got asked a question. And I didn't know the answer, but I texted someone. By the end of the meeting, I went over and answered the person's question because I'd gotten a yeah. text back yeah. and was able to answer their question. So. Yeah. Well, um, and I'll, I'll just speak again from, you know, Ellen is from a person standpoint, as good as they get. So if you, like I said, if you need anything from her, please reach out. She's what she's saying is, is true. I've, I mean, I've seen it firsthand, but you are very, you're very reliable and you're very out there in the community and doing a lot of good stuff. So, um, but yes, if reach out to her, if you need her, if not, she's very, very nice. Just say hi to her. If you see her out and about, um, she's usually got her DFCU. I, she got a rotary jacket, but she's usually got her logo <laughs> on, but, um, no, it's really cool. So, Ellen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I, I will. Um, I apologize. We're, you're, you actually, you got the record right now. You're on your third SD card, so you might actually stretch this out. So I'll have to figure out how we edit this, and I'll probably put a little show note in the beginning just saying I, uh, the producer, editor, has screwed up because <laughs> Jordan was doing a lot of this stuff, and then she went away to grad school. So oh, I've been... We'll uh, blame Jordan. Well, I'll, I'll take the blame, but I'll just, just show how good Jordan was at doing this, that I totally screwed this up, but that's all right. You'll get majority. You'll get probably 90% of this conversation. All right. So um, that is episode 87. 87. There you go with Ellen Bouchard. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N. T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.